When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? I got $5. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? <laughs> You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness. That was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Raybon of the Action Network. This is our QB1 Fantasy Preview episode for 2023. Here to break it down with me, one of the top rankers in the game, the odds maker, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? What's up? Yeah, this is the last week where we don't have football for the next seven months. So, you know, shit's getting real. Hall of Fame game next week. I, I'm really I'm always pumped for the preseason. Great time to to build up the bankroll before week one and get to see some of these rookies that we're talking about, players on new teams. I just love the preseason. So can't wait for next week. Yeah, that Jets hard knock should be pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's perfect because I usually like to fade the hard knocks teams. So uh you know, that's right in. Yeah. Team you want to fade. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, on this episode, we'll go through all the quarterbacks uh, in the QB one range. So one through 12 by ADP. And we'll kind of talk about where we have them ranked and, you know, kind of risk rewards for, for taking them where they're going. Uh, and then in the next episode, we'll talk about the quarterbacks outside uh, the QB one range. Maybe you're doing a weight round quarterback strategy. Uh, maybe uh, you're in a two QB or super flex league or whatever the case may be. So look out for that episode. Uh, and Sean, I guess before we jump into the players, I, just your mm-hmm. general thoughts. Um, how are you treating the quarterback position in one QB leagues? What's your general strategy as far as how long you're waiting this year? Yeah, so this year uh, is a little bit different from years past. You know, I typically fade a lot of the top guys, but you know, this year I definitely kind of want one of these top maybe seven, eight quarterbacks. Um, if not, I, I'm always content streaming quarterback. I still think it's a viable strategy, but just this year specifically, it doesn't seem as viable. I think a guy like Anthony Richardson, who we could talk about later, or maybe Geno Smith would make sense. Um, if you miss out on one of the top seven or eight quarterbacks, but in general, you know, you want one of these guys with massive rushing upside already established passer, um, so I, I have been in plenty of drafts where I do take, you know, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts um, off the board. So I, I think this is a year where I'm much more comfortable and much more willing to take quarterback early. It, again, it depends kind of where you're drafting from and what you have in the first couple rounds. Um, but th- this is definitely a season I want to end up with an elite quarterback of my team. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just think the market has gotten a little sharper over the years where yeah. there's not that slam dunk guy that you're getting more often than not if you wait. You know, uh, I remember, you know, Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields kind of fit that bill over the last couple of years. And this year, I think it's really it really is Anthony Richardson. But even him, you know, we don't know exactly when he's going to yeah. start. Is he going to start week one? 
Uh, and there's not really, you know, as many alternatives if you miss out on him and you're kind of looking to to to, to carry out that plan either. I mean, I guess, you, you know, Daniel Jones is like the QB 13. So mm -hmm. uh, a lot of these scrambling quarterbacks that we like to target cheaply aren't as cheap uh, anymore. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I do think there is a little bit more of an urgency uh, to try to to lock down some of these guys uh, a little closer to the, the top and, and to that mid-range, that top eight, as you mentioned. Uh, all right, let's start out with Patrick Mahomes. He's a QB1 uh, over the last couple of weeks in ADP. And uh, I guess the question is, you know, Mahomes doesn't run quite as much as a guy like a Josh Allen or a Jalen Hurts. You know, does his overall just wizardry at the position kind of make up for that and and kind of, um, you know, give you that number one, you know, justify that number one uh, ranking over Allen and Hurts? Yeah, I, I mean, I have him ranked number two, but he's arguably the safest bet um, out of the three. So I can't, I can't fault anyone for taking that the actual best quarterback in the league, uh, you know, first off the board. Um, you know, and it was it was pretty incredible how last year, despite losing a receiver like Tyreek Hill, he was still able to finish as a QB one overall. Um, and you know, this year I, I'm a bit concerned about the wide receiver depth chart. Um, it could end up being worse than last year, believe it or not, if Kadarius Tony can't stay healthy. He's already dealing with knee issues. He, of course. Guess, he just had surgery to clean up some – like, here we go again. Uh, Sky Moore, I mean, we, we do like him heading yeah. into year two, but there's a chance he doesn't break out. Rasheed Rice, love him as a rookie, but there's a chance he could struggle like Sky Moore did last year. So I, I guess the good news is that Travis Kelsey – um, he, he's shown zero signs of slowing down entering his age 34 season. You know, the passing attack's going to still – flow through Kelsey, which should take pressure off the inexperienced wide receiver group. Plus, you know, Mahomes and Andy Reid combined will kind of get the most out of these guys. But, you know, despite not having the the talent I would like around him, he's still, you know, elite quarterback. Might not have the same rushing upside as Allen as Hurts, but he does run the ball. I mean, he does have rushing upside. Um, so I, I can't fault people taking him number one. I still have Josh Allen. Um, at QB one. So uh, it's one of those things where either one of these three, you could take them first overall third at the position. I don't think it matters. It just depends on what you're going for. And I, I still think that Mahomes is probably the safest bet. He might have the higher floor, um, but I think, you know, Hertz and Allen probably have the higher ceiling. Do you, and when you say safer for Mahomes, are you factoring injury risk into that? Like saying he's the safer because he's less likely a little bit to get hurt since he doesn't run as much or I, I just, he's, the best quarterback in real life. Um, you know, he's still entering his prime. Um, he doesn't run as much. So in theory, he should be less likely to get hurt, but he's dealt with injuries in the past. Um, he's typically played through them. If he does get dinged up, it doesn't hurt his upside as much as, you know, if a Jalen hurt is playing through like a growing injury or hamstring injury, that's really going to rob his upside. So I, I think like Mahomes, even if he's banged up, he's still going to be able to provide you elite upside. So that those are kind of all the reasons why I consider him safe. But again, we're just threading the needle here. All three of these guys I'd be happy with. Um, but as of now, I have Mahomes as my QB too. How about you? I have him. I have him hurts Allen Mahomes. So oh, nice. I, yeah, I have I have hurts. I just think hurts is um, and we'll talk about you know he's the QB yeah. three by ADP. But um, we'll, we'll talk about him in a minute. But I think when it comes to Mahomes, my thing is, like he played as well as he possibly could have last year, and I just think there is a chance that you know without Tyreek Hill, and as you mentioned, there is a little bit of question. There are some question marks at the wide receiver position. Um, 
like he'll still be amazing, but the numbers, I mean, last year he averaged over eight yards an attempt, over 300 passing yards a game. Like those are still massive outliers, especially for losing a guy like Tyreek Hill. So I just think he could come back a little bit to the mean. And the fact that he doesn't, he won't run quite as much as those guys. I yeah. think he's obviously very safe, but you know, at this point, I think every, like the, the, there isn't really a difference of floor that that's that um wide between those three guys. So mm. I'm still going to be targeting upside. And I still think just because of the running, the dual threat abilities of, of Allen and Hertz, um, they provide a little more top end upside than, than Mahomes. But I mean, like you said, it's, it is pretty close. I think the real question is, you know, are you taking a quarterback here or not? And I do think it is more viable this yeah. year than it has been in years past. I, I think, you know, wide receiver running back is really the position that, you know, if I have, if I end up having to, you know, skip out on a position early, it's usually, it usually ends up being a running back. Um, But uh, let's talk about Josh Allen, because I think he, you know, Mahomes, we kind of know what it is, um, you know, kind of know what he's dealing with. And we'll just have to wait to see what the final configuration of, of starting receivers are. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Allen, I mean, this has been a guy who's been, you know, top, top two quarterback uh, the last couple of years, but, I do know that they are trying to change the offense a little bit. And I don't know if it's going to have a massive impact on Allen, but it could have a little bit. And that's that they are planning to go to a few more, you know, two tight end looks. Um, and I, I do think that, you know, maybe that with uh, Harris there and Murray and all those guys, maybe they're also looking to get the power run game going a little more. Um, so all these things could kind of ding Allen a little bit, but curious as to your thoughts uh, on Josh here. Yeah, so, you know, he, he finished as the QB2 last season, uh, snapping a streak of two straight seasons as the overall QB1. Um, however, if if you look, you know, uh, due to that game where DeMar Hamlin, you know, suffered that potentially life-threatening injury where they had to cancel it and didn't make it up, if they had played that game, he likely would have ended up as a QB1 for the third straight season. Um, and we also have to remember that he injured his uh, UCL, you know, what Brock Purdy's mm-hmm. dealing with right now in, in week nine. And it definitely impacted him for a few games after that. Definitely robbed his upside, you know, throwing downfield. So, I mean, he played banged up and was still pretty much the best overall fancy quarterback. Um, you know, when it comes to the fear that they they he might not run as much this year, I think it is warranted. And I actually, I'm projecting Allen for 200 fewer rushing yards this year. Mm. Um, and he's still coming in as my QB1. I, I just think he still offers that ideal blend of passing and rushing upside. Um, that's why he's leading my my wide, uh, quarterback projections. Um, plus, I love the uh, you know the first round pick on Dalton Kincaid, uh, probably the best pass catching tight end in this class, and it just gives him another weapon in, in the red zone, uh, especially. So uh, I, I think that could help offset you know maybe less rushing yards this year. He's still going to be running near the goal line. I think we could still bang on touchdowns. He's going to be throwing near the goal line, so I think he still has that touchdown upside. Um, and, you know, conceding a couple hundred rushing yards, I don't think impacts him as much as people think. So as of now, he's still uh, my top quarterback in fantasy. Yeah, and he's been – he's just been a monster these last few years. And his body type, I think, helps him avoid some of the injuries. But I, I did think it was interesting. You know, I remember Stefan Diggs coming in the first day, and he wasn't really happy with the the offense. I do think there will be some changes. So that that's the only reason I'm a little bit 
Um, I, I have him like a point behind Jalen Hurts. So it's really not, it's not big, but um, <laughs> I, I just, I, I'm curious, what do you, what do you have for Allen's uh, yards per attempt? Cause that's, he's been jumping around these last few years. He had, uh, I think it was 7.9, three years ago, then 6.8, two years ago, then 7.6. Do you have him kind of in, in the middle of that range or? Yeah, it looks like I'm uh, 7.55. Okay. Um, so similar to last year, I, I do think, you know, the, the elbow injury kind of, Ding them last year. Uh, didn't really get the most out of Gabe Davis, but you know, again, if they're if they're going to be doing more two tight end sets, heavy personnel, um, that that might level it off. So I have them mm. similar as last year. Okay, yeah, yeah. I just that was interesting to me. Like, I, especially two years ago, the six point eight. You know, and he had a he still finished as a QB one, which is which is pretty nuts. But uh, yeah. <laughs> something I just kind of noticed. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm thinking they'll 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 probably go a little more two tight end. His Yards per completion probably won't be 11.9 again, but he'll probably yeah. be a, a little more efficient. Uh, and then we just have to see what's going on with the with the rushing. How many rushing yards do you have him for this year? Let's see. Because I'm just short of 600. I, I think it would be malpractice to really like take that away from his game. I think it's such a huge part of his game that you know he's still going to be running. But uh, like like I said, I I do have it going down quite a bit this year. So I have just short of 600. Yeah, I'm 597. Okay, yeah, we're right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm similar projection methods. That's that's exactly what I have him. But yeah, again, he's a point behind Hertz for me. And the thing about Hertz is I just think Hertz still has a lot of room to grow. And I think this Eagle offense, um, you know, in terms of what they did in the offseason and the direction it appears they're going – could kind of be the opposite of, of Buffalo. Like I think Buffalo, you know, probably wants to go a little more heavy personnel, make the defense dictate uh, what they're, whether they're going to run or pass, things like that. Like, I think the Eagles want to open it up a little bit more. You know, they got a pass catching running back now uh, in DeAndre yep. Swift and, you know, Hertz already showed, you know, the efficient that he could post the efficiency numbers. He was up to eight yards per uh, attempt last year. So I just think, you know, the touchdowns passing, you know, only 22, there's still a lot of room to grow on that and you're still not stopping that that quarterback sneak like, yeah. <laughs> so I, i'm not knocking like even if hurts uh rushing yardage does fall off you know and, and they pass more i still think he's going to get quite a few touchdowns yeah. uh, down in close because you that, that play has just been unstoppable uh and, and everyone knows it so yeah. um i, I love and i i think the, the the supporting cast for for hurts is, is still better um, than Buffalo's, especially with adding Swift this year. So yeah, that's why I have him like one one stop one one point ahead. But uh, curious to see your thoughts on on Hertz. Yeah, no, I think um, you know ranking Hertz number one makes sense just because he probably does have the best odds of finishing as a QB one overall. Um, you know, he averaged the most points per game last season. Unfortunately, he had to miss week sixteen and seventeen. Mm-hmm. I had Hertz in a ton of leagues, so I scramble around. I had to use Gartner Minshew. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the semis or the finals, I mean, brutal. But that's that's kind of what risk you take on with, with a quarterback like Hurts, you know, who's rushing a ton. He's going to be more susceptible to injuries. And again, like even if he is playing hindered, that, that could limit his rushing upside. Uh, but like you said, I think the most important thing with Hurts this year is that the NFL, is for this season at least, they're going to allow that tush push again um you know where two or three players push Jalen Hurts from behind so I think he's a good bet to score 10 plus rushing touchdowns again I don't even know if we need positive regression in the passing department because those are just going to Hurts running the ball so I think that's that's very good news for Hurts for this season 
Um, so yeah, either way, I think he has the best odds of finishing QB one. He just has slightly more injury risk, missing gains risk than Allen and Mahomes. Um, so that's the only reason why I wouldn't take him in the top two, but, um, certainly if you take him as the first QB overall, that is not a bad move because, you know, he has so much upside and we probably haven't seen his ceiling quite yet. Yeah. And I like it. I like doing it now because now, you know, he's still, he's still usually number three by ADP. You know, there might be a chance that. That, that kind of switches around as the season go you know draws near and then there won't be as much value but yeah right now I'm um hurts is usually the guy in that tier uh, of that top three tier that I'm getting the the most of hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Number four is Joe Burrow. And, uh, you know, he had to deal with, what was it, four games missed of Jamar Chase last year. And then obviously the the game that got uh, canceled, but still put up, you know, pretty pretty good numbers. And, uh, you know, I think he's another guy still – still probably haven't seen his prime yet uh yeah. joe burrow so and he was still a top five quarterback so what do, what do you got for him heading into this year yeah that's the thing with burrow is you know he's 20 gonna be 26 years old this season entering his prime uh in year four and he's paired with two, two the best duo of receivers in the game that are also entering their prime themselves the jamar chase who's gonna be 23 t higgins who's gonna be 24 um, so he's a guy that is definitely worth investing in. Uh, you know, the sky's really the limit. And I would say maybe outside of Mahomes, or maybe even ahead of Mahomes, and most likely to have a 50 plus touchdown season, you know, that's where the ceiling is going to come into play. Um, and while he doesn't have the same rushing upside as a lot of guys in this range, uh, you know, he he was much more willing to use his legs last season. Um, you know, he was a full season removed from his 2020 ACL tear. Uh, so, you know, he had either 25 rushing yards and or rushing touch on half his starts last season, which is not bad for a guy with his match upside with his arm as Burrow. So, you know, he might not have the same upside as like Lamar field. So that's why I'm still taking Lamar. And yeah, right now I'm still taking Justin Fields ahead of him, but he probably does have a higher floor. So it's one of those situations where just depending on what you want, you could take Burrow as high as QB four or as low as QB six. And I don't think it's a problem, but I think he absolutely has to go in that range. Yeah. It's a tier for me, but I I'm like, I'm with you. I have Lamar and fields four or five and Burrow six. So right. uh, just because of that. And because of the way the ADP is shaken out with, he's usually being taken as the fourth quarterback. I'm not getting, getting quite as much of him uh, as, as those guys, because again, I think, you know, I think the floors are still pretty similar. I mean, if, if, if it really comes down to injury risk, which is really hard to predict, Anyway, Joe Burrow has had a serious injury already in his in his yeah. NFL career, so it, it's still kind of a crapshoot, especially with quarterbacks. Um, so yeah, I, I love Burrow, but I would rather get a Lamar or a Fields later and count on that rushing upside because that's something you know Joe Bur- there's going to be a, a ceiling for the rushing for Burrow. Yeah. So um, you know that's the only thing. But yeah, he I mean he should he could be even better than last year because again, if, he's, if Chase doesn't miss his, miss those four games, um, you know, his his numbers have been significantly better as you expect 
uh, with Chase in in the lineup than without, obviously. Uh, all right, Lamar is number five, and I think the big news for him is he's changing offensive coordinators for the first time in essentially his career. Yeah, because he had Greg yeah. Roman that whole that whole time. So now we got Todd Munkin in here. What do you think? How do you think that's going to impact uh, Lamar? Uh, a lot because th- it's clear that they're going to make this more of a pass-heavy offense with Todd Munkin and also just their offseason moves. You know, they added Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers in the draft. Uh, even Nelson Aguilar is pretty good depth mm-hmm. for that uh, wide receiver group. And hopefully he gets Rashad Bateman back fully healthy heading in the season. I know he was placed on the pup, but, um, you know, getting Bateman back is huge. So this is definitely the best supporting cast of his career heading into the season uh he still has you know one of the best tight ends in the game mark andrews and arguably the best backup and isaiah likely so there's a lot to like with lamar um you know he could hit that ceiling that we saw in 2019 although he might not be rushing as much um he, he could get there through the air uh the, the obvious downside in drafting lamar is just the fact that he's missed 11 games the past two seasons i mean that's kind of the risk you take when you when you have a quarterback run as much as lamar um, but I think, you know, taking him QB four and one quarterback leagues makes a ton of sense just based on his upside. Um, you know, if I'm in a two quarterback or super flex format, those are formats where you do have to factor in the floor a lot more. And I think I would take Burrow, uh, QB four in those formats and Lamar number four, um, in single QB leagues. So it, it kind of depends on what type of league you're in. Um, uh, but going Lamar or Burrow number four makes sense. Yeah. You know, Lamar, I do think though he'll rush a little, a fewer, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit less. And you know, they, I think the pace goes up on offense. I think you know they're talking about less fullback, so they should be opening the offense up. So he should be able to make up uh, most of, at least most of what he loses through the ground because we've seen him, as you mentioned, 2019, very efficient passing season uh, on the way to that MVP. Uh, win so I, I do think yeah. he's capable of it and this probably is the best receiving core he ever had now we, like you said we got to make sure everyone's healthy but you know even if they're not I mean like you said Aguilar good depth Duvernay you know started most of last year now he's going to be like the fourth or fifth uh, receiver so they, they it, it, he's in a better spot I think heading into this year uh, to throw the ball than he has been maybe his entire career so yeah, yeah. I do. I, he, he's probably a little more risky than Burrow, but yeah, I, I'm taking him four unless yeah, it's like a, uh, a a league where I really need the the uh, the floor. Is uh, less fullback more eleven personnel or more uh, two tight end sets? A little mixture of both. I think it's a little mixture of both. Like they yeah. definitely they're definitely going to have more three wide receivers uh, on the field as evidenced by their offseason moves. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know they and they did lose Josh Oliver, but they still have two very good. Pass yes. catching tight ends in Andrews and and likely yep. so uh, yeah I'm expecting kind of a mixture. Justin Herbert is the QB. Oh no, wait, yeah, Justin Herbert is the QB yep. six, um, and that's interesting because yeah, we've mentioned you know Lamar Fields Burrow, uh, but a lot of people you know are, are really high in, on Herbert. You know, Kellen Moore coming over from Dallas. I've talked about the the pace that they could play at. I mean, they were already playing at one of the fastest paces in the league, but more mm-hmm. with Dallas has been even even faster. They they also got another receiver. So, I mean, this offense could be very dangerous. So what are you thinking with Justin Herbert uh, entering into 2023? Yeah, it's it's hard not to love Herbert heading into this season. I, I mean, he is coming off a disappointing season where he finished 
as a QB 11, despite playing in all 17 games. So that, that was definitely a down year for him, but uh, it's easy to forgive when you consider that he only had Keenan Allen and Mike Williams healthy for four full games. Um, so I think that the Chargers spending a first round pick on Quentin Johnson uh, is really good for Herbert's value J- just because, you know, Quentin Johnson is going to really upgrade the number three wide receiver slot, but it'll also, um, you know, prevent such uh, a downgrade if and when Keenan Allen or Mike Williams are out of the lineup, which unfortunately at this part of the career, we have to assume, you know, they're going to miss a game or two. So I think having that depth will help um you know herbert's weekly four ceiling um and like you mentioned i think having a new offensive coordinator should certainly help um yeah they, they were already a fast pace so i don't know if that can help as much as we think but just the fact that herbert had the third lowest uh a dot last year is yeah. absurd for a guy with that arm talent so hopefully kellen moore will have him push the ball downfield more just have more innovative offense and really unlock herbert's ceiling uh in his fourth season so i, I think that yeah, there's a lot to like, but he's going QB six, um, which means Justin Fields is on the board if you're taking him most likely. And I, I think Fields has a much higher ceiling. So Herbert's a guy I'm not getting too much of, um, but certainly can't fault you for taking him QB six. I think he does have, you know, certainly a high floor um, in this range, but um, just, just where he's going, uh, I, I rather have Fields. Yeah, like I do see some of that. You know that year Dak Prescott was thrown for like 400 yards every game. Like I oh, think, and then he got hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there is some of that upside yeah. there. So it's hard to it's hard to knock him too much. But I, I too have him at at QB seven, and that's just because of you know you have to kind of weigh the projection with you know what you know the 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 upside and downside that we've seen in the past. And for a guy like Herbert, as good and talented as he is, we have seen him kind of slip into that middling, you know, non-difference making quarterback tier, you know, as as recent as last year uh, in terms of the numbers. And he's another guy who he's not really bailing himself out with rushing production. And so, you know, just those two things, um, you know, I still think Burrow probably has him by a hair in terms of the supporting cast um, and you know, we've seen Burrow routinely put up a higher floor more recently. So th- that's kind of where I am with Herbert. It's, you know, I, I, I'm still going to have a lot of them because I do think that upside of, uh, you know, him, them just going super fast pace four wide on the field at times, just, uh, just balls to the wall, putting up massive offensive numbers is in his range of outcomes, but, um, just the downside that we've seen with him, you know, I, I can't at this point rank him you know six five or six when yeah. we've seen him you know drop to qb 15 uh you know as as recent as last year uh all right and then so then we got justin fields at qb7 and yeah he's uh, he's a top five quarterback for me i just love the, the rushing upside i think he will take a step forward uh throwing the ball what do you think yeah yeah you know in terms of medium projections i still have burrow and herbert actually mm-hmm. ranked slightly ahead of fields um, but just when it comes to overall draft strategy, I think you, you have to consider that fields has a wider range of outcomes and has a better chance as finishing, you know, as the QB one overall than the other two QBs. Um, so I think it does warrant taking him as the fifth quarterback off the board. I think I would still lean Lamar Jackson right now, but it's close between those two. Um, and last season he finishes the QB five in points per game, despite having one of the worst supporting casts in the league and Darnell Mooney got hurt. Um, so it was even worse than that. So he should be even better in year three, especially after, you know, the Bears brought in DJ Moore 
Um, and we have talked about this where we've seen big free agent signings like more catapult guys like Josh Allen with Stefan Diggs or Jalen Hurts with uh, A.J. Brown last year into elite options in their third season. That's exactly what Justin Fields is walking into. So I think I- I'm viewing Fields similarly, maybe not as good as Jalen Hurts last year, but certainly that caliber of quarterback where um, I would not be shocked if he finishes in the top three. Um, so just when it comes to winning fancy football, you kind of want to bet on upside here. And uh, Fields has that. So I think uh, I would draft him as a QB5 right now. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. He has one of those Jalen Hurts-like seasons in his range of outcomes. Like, obviously, that's yeah. not the median, but... We got to get them to adopt the, the tush push. Right. Yeah. And I mean, we got to get them to, we got to get them to the, to the, to the end zone first. So right. that, that's where, that's where DJ Moore comes in, you know, yeah, just yeah. making the offense more efficient. Cause I don't, I don't doubt <laughs> that they wouldn't use something, you know, like that. Uh, but you know, I, I, I think we did see promising signs going from year one to year two with fields. His QBR went from 26 to 54. So it essentially more than doubled. So that, that shows you that, you know, just in terms of getting experience in this league, um, throwing the football he'd made a you know a lot of strides last year even though it didn't necessarily always come up uh on a statue because they weren't throwing uh a ton but you know his yards per attempt was up to seven one which is about league average uh you know his yards per completion was above league average so it's really just you know guys getting open more get that sack rate down because he led the league in in with 55 sacks a sack rate of 15 percent, which is that's Oof. that that has to come down um, <laughs> yeah i think it was a historic sack rate right the yeah. I, the highest of all time or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. But yeah. I mean, I, I know I don't see many 15s when I'm <laughs> yeah, 14.7s exactly. when I'm, when I'm doing my project, I didn't realize it was the highest, uh, like yeah. that high, but yeah, man. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm sure with a certain, like a minimum number of, of uh, dropbacks. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Um, because most guys that get sacked that much, just stop playing. Like they just get benched. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, that's that, that. But see, I think that's 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 the that's where more comes in. That's where another year of Claypool comes in. You know, you just need and Mooney even coming back. Because remember, Mooney yeah. was hurt. Uh, you know, it's not just like, sacks are a quarterback trait, but it's within the circumstances. So if guys are open, uh, then he won't have to take these sacks yeah. uh, as much. But yeah, I love the. I just love what's going on there uh, in Chicago. I still think you know he has you know one of those things that the other quarterbacks don't even have as much, which is a defense that will probably be average to below average. So, you know, like that, that usually helps Mahomes too. Uh, yeah. I think that'll help fields, you know, cause we, it will still probably be what uh, still mean run, run heavy. So yeah. but that, that bad defense could kind of even things out when you have a, maybe a couple extra drives late in the game where you're coming from behind uh, and you're putting it up. So I like the way yeah. just everything around fields is shaping up. And, you know, again, we saw a top five quarterback points per game last year. Um, so I, I, I re- I'm really not concerned with the floor uh, this year because I think it can only be higher. So if he's putting up top five numbers last year, um, at, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly fine taking yeah. him at five. And he's, he's still going at seven. Um, Trevor Lawrence is the QB eight. And he's the one he's he's tough because I think his projection involves a little bit of kind of aging curve increases in efficiency and things like that, especially because that first year uh, he was with Urban Meyer, who was one of the worst coaches of all time. But at the same time, a lot, when I'm doing my projections, guys like Dak and Deshaun Watson are kind of like just inching out Lawrence a little bit. So I'm curious mm. as to, I'm curious as to how you have him have, have him projected and just like where, where are you kind of projecting the, the increases in the, in the stats? Like, is it the yards per attempt? Is it the attempts themselves? 
Um, you know, like what, how are you, how are you getting there? Uh, and well, where do you have him first of all, I guess? Yeah, no. I, so he's my QB eight. Okay. Um, firmly my QB eight, like he's in a tier by himself. Like he's obviously not, um, in that second tier with Lamar Burrow, Herbert fields, like yeah, wouldn't draft him in that range. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have him quite a bit higher than, uh, you know, Deshaun Dak. I even have Gino in that next tier. Okay. Um, because you know, it, like you said, his rookie season was a disaster and I'm blaming Urban Meyer for most <laughs> of that. So it wasn't a shock to see him bounce back in year two. Um, you know, they loaded up um, in the wide receiver tight end rooms in free agency, brought in a competent coaching staff with uh, Doug Peterson. Um, and now he also gets Calvin Ridley added to yep. the mix. So I think that's one of the keys uh, for me heading into this season is, you know, that that's going to really – um, amplify the offense even more um so i do view him sort of a tier in his own and then honestly once he's off the board i think it's you can make the case that you should stream the position or if you do want to gamble on a guy like deshaun watson that could make sense but he, he's a pivotal part of like my qb draft strategy um ideally i have a quarterback by now but if not he's a nice nice safety net but you know, I'm projecting him for just over 4,000 yards, mm-hmm. uh, 27 touchdowns, mm-hmm. and, you know, just under 300 rushing yards. It's not like he doesn't run the ball. He does have that upside, um, you know, with a few rushing touchdowns, actually. So um, I, I just think if Cal Ridley can maintain that form we, we knew and loved in 2020, um, you know, Lawrence could be a top five option. It just he probably doesn't have the same ceiling as some of the other guys ahead of him. So that's why he's just firmly entrenched in the QB eight slot for me. Yeah, I have him. I have him around the same raw numbers. So it's just probably some of the other guys around him. I have a little higher because yeah, I have him about 40, 4150 for the passing yards, twenty seven passing scores, two hundred seventy five rushing yards, and about three rushing touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, similar. I think you are probably banking on Deshaun Watson returning to form more so than I. Yeah, uh, might be why they're a little bit closer, but I, I do have Deshaun Watson QB nine as well. Uh, but that that might be why you're a little bit closer between the two. Yeah, and I have Dak a little a little um right. higher than most. I I mean I know Kellen Moore's leaving, but I know a lot of people are saying like oh they're gonna run more. I don't really. I mean if anything they might pass more um this year. Might the Cowboys? <laughs> I mean you know like Tony Pollard's not fully healthy or you know might not like he they don't have the same kind of infrastructure I think to run the ball. But right. um yeah so like Lawrence. I, it's like, I, I do think there's a lot of room for, for growth because he's never really posted elite efficiency numbers. Now, is that an issue? You know, this is his third year. He's thrown the ball. Um, what about, we've seen him throw the ball almost a thousand times or, or more than that in his career. Right. So you got to factor some of that in, but I, I do think there is, and the Jaguars are another one of these teams that, uh, that have these, I don't think their defense is going to be that great. So that's another thing kind of working in Lawrence's favor. So I think if you're, if you do like a guy like Burrow or a guy like Herbert, you know, they are going a little higher than I would take them. I mean, you you know, you might as well just kind of wait for, for guys to fall into this range. Um, You know, because Lawrence, he does go a few rounds after some of those other guys. And I think that is the key because we've talked about this over and over this year when I see a position that I'm like, oh man, I'm, I'm on the draft board. And I'm like, this, this position is getting a little light here. I need to kind of go hard. It's it's usually wide receiver. Like I, I usually want like <laughs> yeah. four, four wide receivers in before I get to the end of the top three of the, you know, the top three, like the 30s, top 36 or so at, at wide receiver. So sometimes that means, you know, waiting on a quarterback. Um, so 
you know, that's where I think the value for, you know, guys like Lawrence and, and Watson and, and these guys come in is they're going, you know, in the, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth rounds versus, you know, Burrow and, uh, and Hurts and Allen and Mahomes, they're going a lot higher, you know, in the first few rounds of, of this, of the draft. So that's kind of the way I'm, I'm looking at it here, but uh, the QB nine is Deshaun Watson. And yeah, I, I, I do think he returns to form. I, I think, you know, looking at the numbers from last year, he was, efficient to to cooper he was efficient to people's jones and he was pretty solid to uh najoku and a lot of the inefficiency came with guys who are either not going to be on the team or not going to play a prominent role so i do think like if you just look at his passing numbers to like cooper najoku and and people and uh and people's jones like he's a he's pretty much the old deshaun watson and then you look at it to everybody else and it's like oh well now you see kind of where where it comes from so that's how I'm looking at it. What do you think about Deshaun this year? Yeah, no, I have him as my QB nine. Um, you know, obviously we expected him to have a bit of rust after missing, what was it, 28 straight games. But he, I mean, honestly, he was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league last season. He ranked 37th among 40 quarterbacks uh, last year in EPA per drop back. I mean, he was really bad. Uh, but it, it's fair to assume he's going to bounce back this season. You know, he'll be able to have the full off season with them play in the preseason. Um, so I think that rust and those excuses are gone. And it is nice to see that the Browns are just continuing to add to the pass catchers. I thought the Elijah Moore move was really good. Uh, you know, they drafted Cedric Tillman, so should have more weapons this year. Uh, still, you know, flash the, the rushing upside. We remember with him, but you know, there's a lot more guys with rushing upside now. So I think that does kind of negate it a bit with him. Um, so I think, yeah, QB nine makes sense. It, it, he does require some risk taking him that high because that's not a guy you necessarily want to drop right away if he's struggling. Um, so that's the only reason I would have some pause, but certainly he still carries, you know, top five, top six upside. Um, so I can't fault you taking him QB nine, but um, yeah, I, like I said, I, I do have a pretty big gap between Lawrence and him. So if Lawrence is off the board, Watson's the one guy I could see rolling the dice on avoiding, you know, having a stream quarterbacks all season. Watson would be the guy to take the chance on in that range, but he certainly has a wide range of outcomes because we're projecting him basically, you know, to return to form from a, a few years ago. Yeah. And like, again, I, I, I do think he will return to form, but you mentioned that rushing upside. I still think that's pretty valuable here because you look at the quarterbacks around him, like Lawrence, um, Tagovailoa. Dak doesn't really have that. Dak, anymore. not, any, not yeah. as much anymore. He started running a little more last year, but not yet. Yeah, still not yeah. as much as in his heyday before the injury. Uh, Kirk Cousins, another guy you're not really expecting. Yeah. So, you know, not until you get back to, to Daniel Jones. So Deshaun Watson still kind of sticks out for me um you know in that range and I, I do think most of the like I, I think there's more risk of just that normal you know running quarterback you know injuries or you know in Deshaun's case you know maybe legal troubles or something like that but I mean this dude he had like a five or six game stretch of bad quarterback play where you could kind of explain it away and beyond that his you know the rest of his career he's been absolutely absolutely brilliant and yep. then you look at the again you look at the numbers and you know, he was he was over 12 yards, uh, an attempt to uh, to Mari Cooper, over eight yards to DPJ. And then Najoku, he was only about six yards in attempt. But, you know, the the, the touchdowns were there. Um, so if you kind of put it all together, like the, the guys that he was struggling with, you know, David Bell, five point six yards in attempt. Yeah. Michael Woods, six yards in attempt, uh, you know, guys like that. 
Bryant, 6.7. Um, you know, those guys aren't going to be real prominent features of this offense. They're going to be, you know, second, third string players at best, uh, assuming no injuries. So, I, you know, I don't really, there's nothing, the deeper I looked into it, I was just less and less alarmed. And the fact that I can still get him again, you know, eight rounds into the draft versus, and he has similar upside to the guys that are going in the second round um, because Deshaun Watson has, you know, put up those top three kind of seasons before. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm willing to take the risk because I don't think there's a, you know, you're still getting him late enough that I don't think like, if, even if he does just do what he did last year, dropping him, dropping an eighth or, or you know, eighth round pick is not as, as risky as, you know, or it's not going to hurt you nearly as much as if, you know, for some reason, Jalen yeah. Hurts just didn't perform. I, I don't think he won't, but um, you know, just a completely different part of the draft for me. So yeah, I'm yeah. I, I'm I'm liking me some uh some Deshaun this year. Uh Tua has jumped up to to number 10, which is interesting. Um, yeah. you know, he's I mean, yeah, <laughs> what does that sound? Uh, I mean, 10, <laughs> are you not, not digging you're not digging some Tua for this year? Is that is that not, just, a, not at 10? Mm. And is that just, you know, is that due to kind of the, the injury risk in general or just kind of the uneven performance we saw last year, even when he was healthy, when there were times when he was kind of putting up, you know, top three numbers, but there are times he was like essentially yeah. average. Like, what, what's your, what are your thoughts? I, I mean, yeah, he, he was QB 10 in points per game last season. But like you said, there was times where he looked like, you know, a top five quarterback. Sometimes he didn't. I mean, he really benefited from just the new scheme under uh, Mike McDaniel and Tyreek Hill uh being on the team as well so um he has a lot of things going in his favor uh but he did end up missing you know four plus games due to concussions and i think that is certainly a concern heading into this year where if he does unfortunately suffer another one he could miss multiple weeks maybe several games so that's just the risk that you take by taking him i i wouldn't mind taking a flyer on him if he was like you know qb 14 or 15 i think that's fair but qb 10 is closer to where he was last year when he was healthy um plus i think you know you have to consider he had a 6.3 percent touchdown rate last year mm -hmm. probably due to rest there also you know both tyree kill and jalen water will help were healthy for all 17 games last year yeah. i mean fortunate to have that happen i don't know if we can bank on that year after year so um, if either one of those guys were to be out, they don't really have any depth that wide receiver or tight end to kind of make up for that. Um, Tua would be like a mid-range QB two if either one of those guys missed time. So I think that uh, he just kind of had everything going in his favor last year. Obviously, I still you know love investing in this offense, but QB ten is a bit rich when you're just dealing with uh, added risk with a with a guy like Tua and his concussion history. No, no death. Just the the chosen Anderson disrespect. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, oh, they uh, well, they got yeah. they got Barrios. Uh, yeah, so yeah, and it's weird because they also have no like no tight ends. You really expect they completely punted on tight ends, which 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 could be good, I guess, because that means he's not yeah. checking it down to tight ends. But it, does that? I don't, yeah, there's some question marks here, but it, it's hard to get to a QB ten rating with him, as you mentioned, just because I think if he does get any type of injury, like a concussion, like he's probably missing more than the normal. Um, you know, player would yeah. just because of the the history, and then yeah, you it's a very top heavy situation. Uh, the, the the defenses in the AFC East are very good. Buffalo, mm -hmm. Jets, uh, New England; those are three of the best defense, past defenses, especially in the National Football League. So yeah, I have two at QB sixteen, um, factoring all of that stuff in. So uh, yeah, 10, 10 kind of surprised me as well. 
And, and the Dolphins defense itself might be a lot better yep. Yep. this year, which will prevent more shootouts. So, yeah, like I, I think I think we need to see, you know, I mean, we'll never get the injury history, but I think we need to see a like at least one like a little bit better receiver depth before, you know, bumping him that high, too. You yeah, because. I, you, know, you kind of like to say, okay, well, he's like a, maybe he's like a poor man's Burrow or Herbert, but you know those guys have receiver depth, uh, and it's just it, and their tight ends are decent. Whereas, yeah, I yeah that there are some question marks here for for Tua. So, um, yeah, I think he's going a little high at QB ten. Um, Dak Prescott QB eleven. I, I I like him. I, I have him a couple spots higher. I still think you know Dallas is is going to be one of the better passing teams in the league. I still think. Um, that's going to be their strength, uh, especially with, with no Zeke Elliott here to take touchdowns away uh, in the red zone. You know, they could resign him or somebody like him. But as yeah. of now, I like the like the gallops uh, a year removed from the from the injuries, another year removed. I like that Brandon Cooks gives them another, you know, formidable mm-hmm. top three threat. And even though they lost Dalton Schultz, you know, they got Schoonmaker. They got some young guys, Hendershot, yeah. Ferguson. So, you know, the way we've seen in the past with Dallas, you don't need a ton of talent at that position for to, to be productive so i still like dallas's receivers i still think their line will be solid so and, and I, I do think Dak regresses from all those interceptions like that interceptions oh, are yeah. a very random kind of uh touch and go stat from one year to the, the next so i usually use their you know entire career uh performance for the most part regressed uh to the mean uh so i, I don't have Dak like coming anywhere near those you know that, that interception rate from a year ago what, what do you what do you what are you thinking on Dak this year yeah, I have him in this rank. I actually have Geno Smith ranked one slot higher, if you could believe it. Um, and I, I know you think that Mike McCarthy won't run it as much as he's alluding to, but you know, projecting what Mike McCarthy should do versus what he will do are two different things. So uh, I hope you're right. Um, because I think when it comes to Dak, I think just given he has lost that rushing upside that he used to have before the leg injury, that does kind of rub. His upside, um, you know, he, he lost Dalton Schultz, but gained Brandon Cooks. I think that might be an upgrade, actually. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot of things to like, but I, I just can't get behind him uh, over Geno Smith. Mm. I, I do like Geno Smith better. I, I rather, I love CeeDee Lamb where he's going. And I really like, you know, Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup at their ADPs. I think just the best way to invest in Dak is through the pass catchers um, and take, take an elite quarterback early. Or, you know, start the season with Geno Smith. I, I like starting the season with Geno Smith because of his early season schedule. Um, I think once, like I said, once Lawrence is off the board, you have to be willing to just potentially stream quarterback um, all year. So I think Dak's sort of in that range now, unfortunately. I, I just don't think he has that top five upside anymore. Um, but yeah, if, if early in the season, Mike McCarthy's sling it around. They're still playing at a high tempo. I will change my tune. But as of now, uh, he's my QB 12. Yeah, I don't, I like I I just don't think as much has changed as as maybe it looks like. But I mean, one thing that's interesting about Dak that I've noticed the last four years he hasn't like his the offense hasn't averaged fewer than twenty seven points per game in in his starts. Um, so like they they've always been a high scoring offense, you know. And I just think some of those Zeke touchdowns because Zeke, you know, what did Zeke right. get? He got like double digit touchdowns last year. Like I just think even even with a more run heavy offense, because I'm not projecting Dak for like a crazy amount of, of attempts or anything, right? Kind of, right around last year but you know you, you remove those 12 zeke touchdowns and kind of redistribute those 12 touch yeah 12. yeah right yeah. yeah so that's you know um i just think overall like all those all those factors i think dax is being a little slept on because my thing with dak versus gino is just that like 
I know for a fact that Dak is a, a quality quarterback in this league, whereas like Gino has done it for one year. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's it's like I was convinced that I do like Gino, but at the same time, like Dak, like I said, like Dak, his offense is having a, like a average fewer than 27 points in the last four years of, of him starting games. So like it's just I just think there's a little more of a confidence level. Um, like the confidence interval is a little narrower with Dak in terms of what we expect. And even, you know, even the interceptions, like the, if you look at his career numbers, those those prove like prove to be an outlier, too. So uh, I just think, you know, some positive regression and, and Dak continuing to do what he does on a, on a very uh, talented offense um, will we'll get him there. All right. Uh, so, yeah, he was 11 and then Kirk Cousins is 12. Um, you know, Kurt, I don't know exactly what to do with him sometimes. I, I think yeah. it, I think it really comes, I mean, you're, you're really high on Jordan Addison, right? So I think that yeah. would kind of necessitate <laughs> being a little higher on cousins. Uh, right. I, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, let's start off with, he has the best wide receiver in the league in Justin Jefferson. Um, and he has one of the best up and coming tight ends in TJ Hawkinson. And I know they lost Adam Thielen, but I, I just love Jordan Addison's upside. Um, you know, wasn't pleased about the the speeding the other day, but apparently it was because he had a dog emergency. So I could forgive him for that. But I think Addison's going to be really good this year. Um, so he has really talented pass catchers, um, and they'll, they'll likely need to throw just as much this year. So I just think he has a lot of talent around him, and he's more of a high floor play. Like I, I don't think you should take him QB twelve in a one quarterback league. Like he he's going to have some inconsistent weeks. There's going to be some weeks where, you know, other quarterbacks have better matchups that I have ranked higher. I think the, the type of league I would actually draft cousins in are those two quarterback super flex leagues where, um, you know, it's, it's critical to have a high floor guy, a guy that you can pretty much bank on to play all 17 games. Those are the formats. I think you should take cousins in, but when it comes to your typical 12 team, one quarterback starter league, you got to go for upside. Um, and I, I just don't know if Cousins has that, you know, top five upside or need to spend draft capital to get him necessarily. So it depends on what format. But yeah, I have Cousins is my QB 10 just based on medium projection. Um, but, you know, when, when it comes to draft strategy and stuff, um, you know, I'm going to downgrade him at Tech just because he doesn't have the same ceiling as these, these other guys. Yeah, I think a lot of it with Cousins is just not really projecting him to miss any games or anything like that. But yeah. The thing about Cousins that I worry about is, yes, it's all true. He does have a great receiving core. Yes, the defense was bad, which caused him to throw more. But you look at it. So last year, with all of those factors kind of at their extremes, you know, he only had three top five finishes. And, you know, Jefferson Jefferson has never missed a game. Uh, Adam Thielen's had, you know, like 30, like essentially like a third of his touchdowns over the past three years. Like, I just don't know how much higher. And then, and this was like, he was, this all came last year when the 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 Vikings their pass attempts per game were way up there, you know, and I just don't know if like there's any room to grow. I guess is what right. I'm saying with with, yep. with with this with Cousins, and because I do think the defense will be a little bit better this year because you got Brian, Brian Flores now. You are losing some talent on defense, and you know I know that the, the cap situation has kind of messed messed them up a little bit, but I do think the defense is better, and then they were the third. They, they average the third uh, most pass attempts per game at 39 and a half. So, you know, if that goes down, it's like, you know, like where is this ceiling really coming from to really do more than he did uh, exactly. a season ago? Cause I, I think Addison could be, you know, as good or better than Thielen, but I still don't know if he gets you as many touchdowns as Thielen's been getting you over the last few years. 
Um, I don't know if the defense is as bad with Flores. I don't know if the pass attempts are as, as high. Um, maybe they could be because you did let go of Javon Cook, but uh, yeah. that, that's just kind of my worry. Because then you talk about in one quarterback leagues, um, you know, I'm always looking at that early season schedule, especially the closer you get to the year when you can have a firmer projection of, of these defenses. And when I see that, when I look at the early season schedule for Kirk Cousins, you know, it's it's Tampa Bay, Philly, the Chargers. Those are three of the, I would yeah. say, above average, very, you know, t- could be very good, but definitely, um, you know, uh, I think Tampa Bay is still above average. Philly's was the best in, in DVOA. And then the Chargers were a top 10 unit who should be better with health, uh, health yeah. permitting. So like, I don't see an attractive, It's just, there's just nothing really t- that, that tells me to draft him, I guess. Like at least with Tua, it's like, okay, like, you know, he had these just monster this monster stretch and you know if everything goes right okay maybe he replicates that but with cousins it's kind of like okay like what <laughs> right. am i really banking on for him so yeah i think two qb leagues things like that high floor guy just set him and forget it that's where he's best but um like i, I still personally I, I i got dak over cousins like i still rather um i, I still rather take my chances with with, with a guy like dak um than, than a guy like kirk cousins i just think i just think cousins is like kind of the epitome of average right now like i just that that's yeah, kind of not, it. so yeah you're you're not wrong and you, you actually when it just comes to projections and rankings that's why i always try to make myself clear um mm-hmm. you kind of hit the nail on the head his games played projection is one of the highest at the position so his overall projections are going to look better yeah but really you gotta look at per game and per game he's going to be outside of my top 12 um so that that's why i'm saying like yeah in a one qb league i, I do not want to be drafting him in my uh top 12 um, just just taking that into context. But you're right. He He's an average Joe, but he is surrounded with a ton of good pass catchers and arguably the best receiver um, of this era. So I, I think that definitely helps boost him. But I, I take your point. Uh, single QB leagues uh, probably let somebody else take him. And yeah, if he has a tough you know start to the season, that makes it even uh, tougher to get behind him. Yeah, because I mean, he was like, if, if Justin Jefferson doesn't catch those passes in that Buffalo game, uh, he probably drops from like QB eight in overall points to like QB twelve, yeah. and that's right, well. and, and that was with like again the attempts maxed out. The defense <laughs> yeah. is as terrible as it could possibly be. Like right. all these, well, so, yeah, he, yeah. If he didn't have Justin Jefferson, he'd be my QB twenty. That's just how freaking. <laughs> oh, that might, that might be that might be uh, that might be generous. QB twenty without Justin. Whew, yeah, maybe I'll have to like dig into that. See what it'd be. He'd probably, he'd probably uh, be like, like a like like right in that like one spot higher than Jordan Love or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, he'd, he'd, like yeah. in the Kenny Pickett Jordan Love tier. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. So that is our breakdown of the top twelve uh, quarterbacks. Again, Sean, you still like? So you still like? Uh, you still have Mahomes? Uh, Allen number one and Mahomes number two. Is it or? Yep. 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 Josh Allen number one. Yeah, and for me, I got Jalen Hurts number one. Uh, we're both high on, on Justin Fields. We would take him uh, in that top five if it came to it. And uh, yeah, we're both low on uh, Tua Tungavailoa, uh, who is up to tenth uh, at the position. Uh, next episode, again, we will go through all of the quarterbacks outside the top twelve and talk about where the value is there. Uh, and all of our other positional episodes are already out. Uh, kind of break broken down the same way rb1 rb2 wide receiver one wide receiver two uh etc etc so check those out right here on the fantasy flex channel you can find sean on twitter at the underscore oddsmaker um on twitter at chris raybon 
You can find us at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Be sure to check out actionnetwork.com or the app for our 2023 fantasy draft rankings. Until next time, let's get this money. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.